Welcome to a new episode of Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid Ahmed. Welcome back to a new episode of Hacks and Hobbies. In the last episode, I talked about adding sugar water to the beehives and how the population and the hives are doing. And although I haven't had a chance to go back in and check what's going on, the weather's been pretty on and off with thunderstorms and super sunny. Besides, been busy with some other summer activities. So I was hoping this weekend would have been it, but unfortunately, I am traveling. Hmm. Anyhow, today is a brand new day, August 8, 2018, and I was surprised, not surprised, but I've been following Anchor on Medium and, and other places where they post information. And just today, they announced listener support. Now, this is not a new concept. They've uh, combined some of the things uh, from other places and they brought this um, methodology mindset to their own platform. Currently, something similar is available on pay, available on Patreon, where you can donate a certain amount of money on a monthly basis to a certain cause or, or a certain artist that you love. Uh, Kickstarter has not so similar model, but you're basically um, donating or putting backing um, to support a project. Uh, this model is also available or popularized on Twitch. Twitch is a video streaming platform where gamers stream their gaming on on the live uh, on the Twitch app and you can follow along and, and watch other people play your favorite games. It's pretty exciting. Uh, two years ago when No Man's Sky came out, I was totally addicted to the game. I played it continuously uh, when I was not working. But then I discovered a, a gamer that was playing the same game. And he was much further further off than where I had been in my my um, gaming progress, and it was just amazing because his goal was to find the the center of the universe that No Man's Sky created. Anyhow, so what is listener support? Listener support enables podcasts like this one and other podcasts to have the listeners of the podcast uh, donate some amount of money as a support, as supporting 
the creator, the podcaster, and creating, spending more time into the crafting of their podcast, and sort of a way to monetize on the platform. Now, they are using Stripe as the payment provider. Um, as soon as I read about this, I was like, let me turn this feature on, see what what needs to be done. So I went into my dashboard for Anchor, clicked on the big button that says activate listener support, which then takes you to uh, setting up a Stripe account. Um, before you do that, I think they ask you for your phone number and um, you, get, you verify your identity by punching in the six digit code. And then you link uh, link your Anchor account with a newly created Stripe account. So whenever a listener support wants to pay 99 cents, 3.99 or 10 dollars per month towards a podcast, they simply go through the process of using Stripe to make a payment and voila it's done now stripe has a fee structure they charge um, a percentage per transaction plus there's some additional fee amount um, associated for each transaction because after all this is a credit card payment so those um, platforms require some sort of um, you know fee structures laid out around credit card payments so I thought this is pretty nice it, it will definitely incentivize the podcast creator to uh, invest some more time into creating good quality content and in the hopes that maybe the listeners enjoy what they're listening to and go ahead and you know pay a dollar per month hey it's a dollar a month I spend more money than that on coffee per day what's a dollar so something like that right it's so not too bad pretty exciting uh, let's see what happens and uh, how other people report um, how profitable they're being so my goal is to bring in some more content bring in some more um, personal experiences that deal with hobbies and that deal with hacks talking about hacks I haven't talked much about hacks um, IKEA hacks are some of my favorite ones and uh, that was uh, directly from a friend of mine now IKEA makes some really cool equipment um, furniture one specific furniture that they have is a LAC um, side table um, these tables are the the measurements on these tables are is very interesting it's exactly 19 inches between the legs which enables it to be a perfect rack mount and I've seen people hack this lack uh, table 
to be used as a, a rack mount uh, a rack mounted hardware holder and I I think it's it's a great thing um will I ever use it in that scenario or in that configuration maybe maybe not uh, one hack that I was thinking about I was like I need to talk about this hack it's pretty neat it's very simple so we all we're all used to plastic hangers and hang to hang our clothes and most of the times the clothes fit and you know they don't fall off the hanger but a lot of times especially if you have kids clothes and kids hangers are smaller uh, clothes t-shirts small shirts they fall off of the hangers quite easily so this quick little hack you take a pair of rubber bands two rubber bands and put them on either end of the hanger now when you hang a shirt or a a t-shirt it'll stay because friction right 2018 we're still using friction obviously anyhow that was a little quick hack um, in the hobbies arena uh, I just talked about earlier on the B situation the B update um, cycling area I haven't done more than three rides this entire year but I do plan on getting some more rides in uh, later this month um, maybe more rides in next month I am not participating in any century rides this year although if I work hard enough I could probably make it to the Salisbury century ride up in Olney Maryland um, sorry Salisbury Maryland uh, at the Salisbury University they do this uh, century ride they call it the seagull century they do it every year and last year I participated um, I had some bad experiences I mean it's not really bad experience but I got left behind from my group my peloton and I was just never able to catch up to them which um, was sort of annoying to me uh, and the biggest reason why I stopped and why I got left behind is because uh, at the start of the ride we were a total of 20 or 18 people started the ride we decided each person is going to stick around with another person and the person I was supposed to stick around with well so he decided that there was something wrong with his seat and he stopped while the peloton was moving at a pretty good speed and so I was like oh shoot I should stop too and for no I I stopped as well and I was uh, like should I move go to him what's going on and in front of me I see the, my peloton leaving the entire team peloton which was helping with providing cover from the wind and I was like alright I guess it's a loss and there's no way to catch up to a train especially when it's going at the cruising 
speed unless you have a lot of power or a motorcycle or a horse you cannot catch up to that train and I was on a bike and um, I was like alright I guess I'm gonna have to do it alone um, century ride alone and century ride or cycling riding with a group is mostly a solo sport as I mentioned in my cycling episode the first cycling after eight months it is a solo sport like literally you're you're with a team so you could gain some momentum and save some energy you ride with a team and a perfectly balanced and well-tuned team you'll see rider from the back breaking off and going to the front and taking over um, pushing through the wind there's a term for it that I cannot remember because I haven't ridden in so long yes they start pulling the entire peloton and they take the brunt of the the drag forces against them reducing drag for anybody drafting behind the person who's pulling so I lost that advantage and I was just um, like to this day I'm talking about this it's been over a year well less than a year but still talking about it because that experience was not something I was happy with not happy with that at all next time I will not pick anybody as a partner because again it is a solo sport and my goal should be to stick with the peloton the entire time there's been other people newcomers that joined the team last year and they worked super hard and they are top performers right now like super top uh, performers um, biking wise I lost my fitness and I hope to gain it back next year that's my goal so gotta amp up on training what oh, talking about training I paid training trainer road the whole one year training $50 right I have not used that once this year and that is quite disappointing could have used that $50 towards a nice microphone oh well what happens happens right there's uh, only the future only looking forward moving forward talking about moving forward Luke Cage just came back season 2 and I have not seen it I think that needs to go on the agenda pronto pronto I say alright that is um, all for this portion in the next portion of this podcast I'll talk a little bit about smart home and smart home hacks and how that works so stick around
All right, so I wanted to talk about smart homes. And yes, I've uh, spent some time last year when I was upgrading the lighting situation in my home. And I went ahead and added HomeKit support. Now, I know smart homes have been around for over 15 years, starting with Z-Waves technology and other um, wireless technologies that enable you to turn on and off lights using a central hub and central unit. But I never bought into that and I I heard and as you probably have heard that those systems were easily hackable. When I was deciding to make my home a smart home with smart lights and, and smart switches, smart fans, I decided to stick with HomeKit. Now, I am primarily an Apple device user, so I said, hey, I use Apple devices everywhere. Why change now and go to Android or, sorry, Google Home or Amazon so I did lots of research and I went to, of course, the Apple Store site and I said, okay, what are your HomeKit enabled devices? What can I get that's going to make my life easier and make me HomeKit compatible? So I found Lutron, Lutron's Cassetta wireless system. Lutron's Cassetta wireless system, they have their own hub. They use a clear messaging technology that's uh, encrypted and it only works with their own devices. So a lot less noise. Not every switch shows up on your Wi-Fi router. Uh, all the communication is handled by this hub. Now the other thing that's great about HomeKit is that not only uh, does HomeKit uh, use wireless security encrypted connection to the hub to the Wi-Fi router but they also use Bluetooth authentication to authenticate the first first time around you add the hub to your home kit and that's one of the reasons why there's a lack of home kit devices plus it's only been three plus years since HomeKit was announced, maybe more. So I decided to do all HomeKit. Um, I've got tons of HomeKit um, enabled Lutron Cassetta wireless, um, Lutron Cassetta switches with dimming capability all around the house. Um, so at nighttime when I'm ready to go to sleep, I just uh, have a scene set up I tell Siri, hey Siri, good night. And Siri sets the scene by turning, making sure all the lights are turned off. Uh, I do leave the front door light on uh, in case somebody's coming at night over. You know, they, they're not fumbling and um, they're not hanging out in the dark. So that's what I did with the lighting. And then Prime Day comes around. July 16th and I was like all right let's see what deals you got Amazon and they had 
Amazon Alexa, Amazon Echo on sale up to 50% off. I was like, holy smokes, these things go for a lot of money. Let me get a couple because I also have uh, AirPlay speakers all throughout the house. I have uh, two, one in the basement, one in the library, one in the family room, living room, kids room, and the master bedroom. So I have uh, AirPlay speakers all around the house that I can play music to from my iPhone anytime I want. So I said, well, let's see what Alexa can do for us. Uh, Alexa will, you know, will connect to these speakers and I can play music all around the house just talking to Alexa. So I bought eight Alexa devices. Two of them I reserved to gift to somebody else. Eight Alexa devices, four of them were the Amazon Echo devices and two of them were the Echo Dots. Now I figured the Echo Dots can go in the kids room uh, and can go in probably the library. All right, so I was like, all right, that sounds like a good plan. Let's hook up an Alexa box and see how this works. I hook it up, start using it, start configuring it in the on my iPhone app, on my iPhone using the Alexa app. And I'm looking for a connection, a skill to connect with my Apple Music because I have an Apple Music subscription for a few years. I've got a good library set up there. Uh, Apple Music understands the type of music I like. They they uh, recommend good, good music music choices every week. So I was like, I want to connect with that. And I have you know good playlists set up for my sons. And I'm looking for the Alexa skill to connect with Apple Music. And of course, it's not there. Apple why would it be there? It, Apple is in, Apple iTunes is in competition with Amazon Music. Of course, Amazon has to have their own music service, right? So they're like, we have Amazon Music Unlimited. Anytime my sons ask for a song to play, they're like, well, you do not have the Amazon Unlimited, but we'll play a 30-second lick of the song. And I was like, oh, my God. No, I am not doing this. I'm already paying Apple for all this. I spent a lot of time, a lot of effort in making sure that everything smart home-wise I get is smart home compatible, is Apple compatible. So I decided, you know what? Alexa's not going to do it for me. I could probably use Alexa as a platform to um get a podcast out there or some kind of skill set up but I'm not going to be using it in my home so I packed well I had only opened one box so I packed that up put all the other boxes in all one big box went to amazon.com uh, and said okay I'm gonna return these six devices and they're like why I'm like well I just don't want them and of course I paid 11 bucks in return shipping but I am happy to do that to get these Alexa boxes out of my house so why am I talking about smart home well earlier this year or last year Apple introduced HomePod and I've been wanting to get one it, it did 
came out and was available available to purchase uh, earlier this year I just never got around to purchasing it because it is a much more heftier investment I mean I was able to pick up an Alexa box for $50 an Alexa speaker sound quality is all right but the Apple HomePod is much more powerful it's got seven tweeters a subwoofer I mean the sound quality is just amazing it is first and foremost a speaker and secondly a series speaker right and we will definitely see evolution in the space of, of uh, where Siri goes and I think with iOS 12 we're seeing a lot of these things coming into being um, Apple is calling them Siri shortcuts and in these shortcuts you can string together a lot of different workflows so when you ask Siri to do something she can do 10 different things all by following this script so I was like you know what I spent so much time and effort and research into making sure that I'm a Apple home kit home let's stick to that so just recently I was able to pick up a home pod for a much cheaper price instead of paying $360 I paid $240 uh, thanks to a discount coupon that was uh, active on eBay yesterday so I was like you know what I'm going all in just do it and now I'm hoping that later this year when the next generation of the iPhones come out and uh, the final version of iOS 12 drops that Apple will also be introducing a new second generation HomePod or a HomePod mini so to say right so they started with the big uh, iPad then we have the iPad mini I know iPad mini is gone now but there is a possibility that you have a smaller um, HomePod HomePod mini so that's my speculation and that's why I want to talk a little bit about smart home and once I have the HomePod set up my kids can talk to it and uh, request the music and playlist that they love uh, to play and um, we can also um, they can also make phone calls to me using um, the HomePod so all they'll have to say is hey Siri call my dad and it'll know who my, who their dad is and give me a call on my phone so yeah I'm pretty excited um, to get this part home a little upgrade if you like I can search the web for I'm pretty good yep that was the good old Siri well so that's my journey of um, hacking together a formidable solution using the HomeKit uh, devices. The only thing that is lacking um, is smart, con smartly controlled fans. Um, I I didn't spend too much time in researching fans. 
all I was looking at were uh, fan controllers because I was like if if I can control lights with this smart switch I should be able to pick up any fan and plug in a smart switch in front of it and control fans but well fans work differently than lights lights only have an on off switch with some dimmer functionality fans have multiple speeds where they're uh, getting different rate of electricity to turn on and off the fan the speed anyhow I did though find um, that Hunter 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 makes some smart fans that work with AirPlay sorry with HomeKit so I know I'm not going to be upgrading any fans but there might be some solutions that could get me to control these fans smartly anyhow that's all for now thank you for listening uh, check out the listener support and tell us what you think about it and um, thanks for listening take care and have a good day